and Barrels program. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels Barrels on TikTok is where you can find me with boots on the ground in the real world. I hope it's sunny and 75 where you're at because, man, we don't have that, do we, Jess? Not at all. As usual, we go together like peanut butter and jelly. This is my wife, Mrs. Bushels and Barrels. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How's everything going, sweetie? It's going good. Awesome. This week has been, it's been a busy week. How's your morning routine? Yeah routine coming did you get back on the peloton this week i did uh, a little bit off schedule but that's okay i um i started something new too uh oh i was spending more time with jesus in the morning so that's yeah. a guy that we could all spend more time with yeah something you know growing up i i always heard about people listening and they would always say well you need to read your bible you need to spend time with Bi- your jesus and just spend time with them set some time aside. and i never ever 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 have set time aside to to just be with Jesus. And I would talk I talk to him on a daily basis every day. Um but as far as like actually setting time aside to to actually pray and almost and, meditate. Yeah, but just have a conversation with him. So that's what I'm doing in the morning too. So that's that's something that I've switched up in my morning routine instead of scrolling through Telegram, I'm I'm talking to Jesus a little bit more. that's nothing wrong with that we all need to do that a little bit more i you know i've um through the trials and tribulations of our our personal life not between me and you but some of the other stuff that's going on in our life i've caught myself i i just catch myself as i'm driving down the road in a pickup or maybe hauling grain in a semi you know you get to thinking about something really really hard and you know what's how can i get out of that or or how can i get into that Mm -hmm. and i just say like the two sentence prayer oh yeah you know just Jesus, please help me with this. Yeah. I know that you know exactly what's in my heart and what's going on in my head. Uh-huh. Just help me out with it. Yeah. And then I move on to the next thing. Right. You know, it's not right. like a deal where I go find a, a You're pew and kneel. You're asking for answers. Yeah. 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 Show yeah. me wisdom. And I think I think God does that for us. He He gives us those answers in, in certain ways. He uses people in our lives. Um, he puts them in our paths to... Uh, show us answers or give us answers or gives us a thought that, you know, sometimes you get a thought out of nowhere and you're like, oh, well, that sounds like a great solution. I think that's how God works. Oh, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you made some pretty funny TikToks this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I feel better now and I'm getting back into the routine just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, John Deere one, that's good, which I could, I can make a gripe on that one, but I'm not nearly as good on the camera as you are. So Oh, um, the gator? Oh, oh yes. that thing's a POS. Yes. Ugh. And they're as much as a vehicle. And I'm just like, my argument the whole time, ever since you bought that thing, was, man, we could have had a really nice Honda for that. Yeah, but heck, you look <laughs> at the comments on that thread and nobody, it, it doesn't, okay, Kubota seems like it might be the only one that's any good. And I have no yeah. idea. I'm not promoting anybody to go buy a Kubota. I don't know anything about it. It just seems like everybody that owned a, owns a Kubota. Loves them. Yeah, they act like yeah. they're just the best thing ever. I, I don't know. So, now, I mean, you've got Polaris lovers on there too. Sure. So. And you got yeah. Honda lovers and yeah. everything. But I tell you, I am not, I am a gator hater. Yeah. It just, I, th- those things, John Deere has some great products. I love my John Deere tractor. I love my John Deere planter. They should have just stayed the hell out of the UTV market. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just pieces of junk. Mm-hmm. You got some hate on uh, that Carhartt response. So so can you give a little bit of background for people who are not on TikTok? Just like what, what did, what was your point of view? So 
Carhartt came out and said, we are still mandating the vaccines, regardless of what the Supreme Court said. We are still mandating the vaccines for our employees. Yes. And what is your viewpoint on that? So there was somebody that commented on a di- different thread and said, hey, what is what is your thought on the Carhartt debate? Because I hadn't joined in on it, and it's been two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I decided, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you my two, my two cents. And what I come up with in my head is freedom won mm-hmm. because it's not the government that's instituting this. Right. It's it's Carhartt and the higher ups in Carhartt. Yeah. So freedom won. It's Carhartt's business. They can do whatever they want as long as it's legal. Now, if you want right. to make the argument that these uh, mandates are not legal, hey, we can have that discussion. Yeah. But until I find out it's illegal, mm-hmm. you know, if they want to be so stupid as to force their employees to get the jab i they can do it they don't have and and they won't have a workforce if they decline if the employees decline you know too. well and, and and that's okay and and you know what those employees have every right to go get an employment attorney and fight them for this for this mandate that they're doing and also we don't know if carhartt has like a medical exemption for their employees or a religious exemption and if that's the case then that's okay they can do that and employees can apply for that right right and you know I'm just to be clear. I am not pro vaccine. I'm not necessarily against the vaccine. I have said from day one that is a decision that you and your doctor need to make. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get that vaccine. Like that's just me. And if I work for Carhartt and they came up and they said, Ryan, uh, you well, we know you've worked here for 20 years, uh, but you better get this vaccine because on I'm just going to say February the 28th, if you're not vaccinated, you're out of here. Yeah. That's awful, and I will be getting an attorney, and I will be fighting you if that job means that much to me. Otherwise, the other thing they need to do, make them fire you. Right. A lot of people just go ahead and give up. And and people who don't know me, I have 13 years of HR experience before I decided to stay home, so I have a little bit of knowledge in the human resources department. So if you voluntarily resign, that's your problem. But if they fire you, you have every right to go back and say this is an unlawful departure or an unlawful termination. So, um, and then and then you have more ground to stand on. Right. Plus, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong here, but everything I've read that if if you let them fire you, if 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 Carhartt comes up and says Ryan Peter, you didn't get the vaccination, we you are fired. I'm still able to draw unemployment on them, right? Yes. That's why I say, let them fire you. Make them pay every single... And as well as that, make them fire you. Take that unemployment money. I mean, I don't know what it would be, and I'm sure everyone's individual unemployment check would be different. Yeah. Use that to hire an attorney and go after their ass. Well, and then, I mean, a lot of people are running into the point, well, I need that money to pay my bills to live. Sure. So they don't have, that's not extra money. That's just money to help make yes. ends meet. Yes, so. that, that's very true. That's very true. But, so, but I mean, enough of these employees, enough, if enough of them come together and say, okay, we're going to stand up for this, they can hire an attorney together. And, and split the cost. Right, right, right. And and a lot of people came at you saying, well, this wasn't in their employment contract, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you're right. It wasn't. But it it is their right to change the rules in the middle of the game. That is their right because it it is their freedom. You know, there's a reason in that TikTok that I used Hooters as an example. Uh Just back in, it was September or October of 21, Hooters changed their dress code. Mm -hmm. And from what I've read, and I don't know how you would do this, made the shorts even shorter. Oh, okay. And, and the, some of the existing employees, you know, a.k.a. the employees that were there before the jab mandate at Carhartt, sure. 
some of the existing employees have raised absolute hell and hired some attorneys. Now, I don't know how far it's went. I haven't looked into it. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is employers can change the rules and what their expectations of, of their employee in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we owned Superior Drilling, mm-hmm. you had to wear boots <laughs> to yeah. work. Yeah. That's not something you show up to work in dress shoes. Right. That's an or expectation. Flip-flops. Yeah. 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 You know, we had a we had an employee that drove a tank truck that showed up in Crocs. Ugh. Remember that? Yes, and you yeah. had to tell them this is not acceptable. Steel-toed boots. That's what yeah. you I mean, these are the expectations. Mm-hmm. I have a right to do that. Yeah. And, and if you say from now on you're only allowed to wear flip-flops to work, you have the right to tell them that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But at the same time, like people I mean, people are all been out of shape about it. I get that. I understand that. We agree with you that they're been out of shape because we don't think that it's constitutional. Absolutely. And but but the fact of the matter is is that Carhartt has the ability to make these decisions. That's right. If they said you have to come to work with a pink strand in your hair. Gold because, teeth. That's yeah. what, whenever I did my uh, TikTok, <laughs> I almost said gold teeth. If Carhartt oh, okay. came out today and said, from starting tomorrow, every one of our employees must have gold teeth. Mm-hmm. You know. They could do that. It's, they could do it'd that. be stupid, yeah. just as stupid as this jab mandate, but they right. can do it. Right. Right. So they have the they have the freedom to do that. And that's that was your point. So a lot of people are bent out of shape about that. And a lot of people are bent out of shape about the whole... Um, you know, it's okay to disagree with other people too. Sure. And the fact of the matter is, is people want to call you, call you name. Like it's okay to have a differing opinion. Absolutely. That is okay. Cancel culture is so rampant and being politically correct has been such the norm for so long. Like it's ridiculous. We uh, are, yes, we are to the point where people just like, okay, well, I don't like your viewpoint on that one thing. So I'm going to just completely cancel you. Yes. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to burn all the clothes that I have that have your brand. Like I get why you are burning the brand, but at the same time, I don't get that. We're, we're, well, I mean, they're mad. Well, sure. But they're mad. Know, okay, I'm mad at John Deere and their gator, but I'm not going to go burn it to the ground. That's true. Granted, my problems are not political. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you've already spent the money on the damn jackets and the hoodies and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want to make a point, just don't buy any more. But don't just go burn your hard-earned cash Yeah. on yeah. a product that, I'm not going to lie, is a good product. Yeah. You know what song has came in my head? In the, ever since Obama was in office... <laughs> This song is came to my head and in my mind, and I sing it every now and then. Uh-oh. And it's, it's, and I don't even know who sings it. You probably do. It's that song that goes, you got to stand for something or you'll fall, fall for, for anything. <laughs> like, I think that's Aaron Tippin. Okay. Well, if you, if you are not standing for something, that is such a true statement though. Like in, in this life, if you're not standing for something, you don't have any enemies. You know, well, yeah. and if you yeah. do, ha- if you do have any, if you do have enemies, that means that you're standing for something that you personally, exactly right. personally believe in. And, and that's okay. That's Nobody okay. ever remembers that person that never said anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that you're standing for truth and a lot of things that you say. And of course we don't agree on everything either, but that's okay. No. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Yeah. Hey, have we had any emails from any listeners lately? You know, we have. Um, let's give some shout outs here. Uh, Tony Mann, he lives over in Princeton. He's been listening. He uh, he uh, says we need to look into the Pritzker family and 
and all the corruption there, which we do know about oh, for that. Sure. <laughs> um, so he lives in he lives in Princeton, Indiana. Uh, yeah, Princeton, Indiana. Sweet. Let's Thank see. you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And here's Caleb. He says he loves the TikTok. Um, he works for Bayer, Bayer Corp. Yeah, in yeah. Uh, Centralia. So okay. that's that's good. Shout out to Caleb. Yeah, um, and he's in ag too, right? He is in ag. Not bear like the uh, the pharmaceutical bear, even though I know that's the shell company. But yeah. he's in the bear ag sector. At their soybean production facility in Centralia. There you go. Mm-hmm. I got buddies that uh, haul grain over there or haul uh, seed beans over there from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a uh, a guy, Jeff. He is MassyMan7503 on TikTok. I've seen him. Yeah, so he he had a shout-out a few weeks ago, and um, just want to say hi to him. Yes. So uh, we, are, we are getting some some good feedback. We are getting you good know, feedback. There's people on your TikToks who say, oh, I completely disagree with you on such and such viewpoint, and that is totally that is great. fine. And yeah. I'm still your friend. Mm-hmm. What, we, what I think this is turning into is just a thought-provoking conversation. Yes. So just sharing a little bit about our lives. Ryan has been approached many times in the past about you know, having his own <laughs> podcast and show just to get his viewpoints and get to know, you know, what it's like to, to just be a person full of courage and boldness in the real world. Literally 15 minutes before we came to air here or came to podcast land here, <laughs> we had a person on the, on the telephone that told me I need to approach our local radio station and buy a half hour, an hour slot and do this live okay. oh. over the air. Yeah, you'd have to clean up your language. Well, for sure, and I would if we decided to do something <laughs> like that. Yeah, but we could talk about mask mandates. Maybe if they, if they, I mean, so. Can you imagine the hell? Getting back to political correctness, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like in this small town that we live in, you would be, you would be full of drama. So in it our school create, board update, there's nothing going on in the school board and okay. around here. So there's nothing to speak of. We had a couple mm-hmm. days uh, out of school here this week, but that's just because of the ice and snow. And I, it was legitimate. These roads are horrible. Well, wait, let's back up. Tom DeVore came out and said, everybody on February 1st needs to go in their school with their mask on and then take it off in, in like. See, how did you know that? Because he posts through his Facebook group. Oh, Facebook. You mean the, uh, yeah. the, the company that lost. A quarter of their value yesterday. <laughs> yep. Shove that up your ass, Zuckerberg. Mm, man, what a jerk. But um, no, yeah, they've yeah, he's he's got, and I think a lot of schools, um, a lot of kids are showing up. Did they do it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, a lot of he posted pictures and stuff. And the only reason I ever get on Facebook is to number one share a picture of our kiddo um, for family members across the world, and number two is to look into there's there's two places there's flashpoint and victory channel that i listen to that i can't necessarily get to live on their channel um so i so i go back and watch that so i don't spend a whole lot of time on facebook and i do follow tom devore and what's going on with his and he's the attorney out of greenville illinois that's been anti-mask pro kids yes and there's three schools that he's represented um that do not have to wear masks this year in the state of illinois right and they've stuck to their guns and they're still open Mm -hmm. yeah so all you school district people i know i've got other school board members that's in the state of illinois that listen to me and see my tiktoks every single one of you guys need to remember this what they said cannot be done. We we have to go along with J.B. Pritzker, otherwise he's going to rip our funding away. Not true. Not true. These three schools are still in class. They're still making it happen. They still have their funding. 
I mean, they told him to shove it up his ass, and guess where it's at right now? It's up his ass. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's just, it's just all fear-mongering. It sure is. And you know what? Going back on fear, I had kind of a slap-in-the-face moment this week. Okay. I, I spent um, an evening with one of my girlfriend's newborn. She had a t she has a two-month-old, and her mom's in the hospital. So I went over there, and I spent some time there. And she was on the phone with another gal, and surgeries postponed, yada, yada, um, because of the anesthesiologist who had um, the virus, supposedly. So this guy, or female, the anesthesiologist had the virus, and then a mutual friend of ours says, you know what? Everybody just needs to go out and get the vaccine. That's how this whole thing works. And I just kind of went, oh, you're kidding me. Like people are not opening up. It was just kind of, it kind of pulled me back to say, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people who are still not awake in this world. No. And um, because that didn't make sense. So all of these adverse reactions are all being suppressed in the media. Nobody's talking about the adverse reactions. They're just kind of going along with these mandates well, and they're not laws. Well, that I know someone who is vaccinated. My dad after he got vaccinated, what, two, three, four months later? He got sick. He got COVID. Yeah. And he was sick. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that some of these uh, pointy-headed elitists would be like, well, if he didn't have the vaccination, it probably would have killed him. Right. Whatever. Show me your data to support that. There is none. There is none. There's only bad data out there. There's not protection. These are these are leaky vaccines. And I would encourage anybody to go listen to Dr. McCullough. And actually, I would encourage anybody to go listen to that five-hour roundtable discussion of a second opinion that um, Senator Ron Johnson put on. It is phenomenal. There is some great information out there. A lot of doctors there to speak. Dr. Robert Malone speaks, and he is actually the guy who created the technology behind the mRNA vaccines. So there's a lot of information there. It, yes, it is five hours, but they have snippets. You can find snippets of the, the round table. Now, so. we kind of changing the subject, kind of keeping it right here. Mm -hmm. We are fans of Spotify. Yeah. Spotify is where a ton of our listeners come from. Right. Until we get up on Apple. Yeah. Right. And hopefully, so, hopefully. So that being said, boy, they just gave the middle finger to Joe Rogan last week, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Joe came out and apologized too. And then Joe, Ugh. you know, the guy that's the tough guy, the whole reason that Joe is Joe is because Joe is Joe. And what did he do? He succumbed to the pressure. Ugh. I'm sorry. Maybe I need to get the other side on a little bit more and get more viewpoints. Dude, no, you don't. The reason you're so popular is because you are one of the very, very few that have a huge platform that have the alternative viewpoints on there. Exactly. Yeah. Because everybody hears the mainstream media yes. viewpoints and that's all they want to hear. Exactly. Or that's all they want to share. But then he shows an alternative viewpoint, and then he's like, oh, I'm getting canceled. And I, I'm I know. I, that, I just, <laughs> and I don't listen to every single one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, but I can tell you the ones I've listened to have been very good. Yeah. So. You know what? We also had um, the, oh, gosh. Oh. Your favorite noise. Uh, it's that uh, time of week again. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> and today's or this week's ass of the week is none other than Justin Trudeau. <laughs> 
prime minister prime minister of canada <laughs> he is oh man a sleaze guy he sleaze is bag. he yeah. is so what's going on in canada up there jessica well they've been protesting for it's been over a week now and um it's not making mainstream media now some shows are showing what's going on there but they i believe what they have they have enough money to be up there for months like the, to support the truckers as right. far as like food and water and all that jazz. And some farmers have joined in on this, mm-hmm. blocking roads and, and yeah. going to town squares and blocking them off. And Yeah. Yeah. And um, then Je- Mr. Prime Minister came out and said, you're all homophobic. Yeah, you're <laughs> racist and homophobes for... Jeez. You know, I like the banners on a lot of these trucks. It just says two words, mandate freedom. Mm-hmm. Mandate freedom. What a novel idea. Right. So, no, we're in full support of all the truckers up there in Canada, all the farmers up there in Canada that's standing up for what is moral and what is right. Go, truckers, go. Damn right. And any time that American truckers would like to do the same thing, I know it's been tried a couple times here in the past year. I don't think it had much of an effect. But these people are doing what our truckers never did. Like, they are blocking. They are making it so people cannot move across the border. Yeah, yeah. Now, I realize the truckers around here is like, well, you can't do that because emergency personnel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get that point of view. But I tell you what, sometimes you have to push every single last button in order to get something to blow up. Yeah, I think they'll be there. And for I think a we're while. here. Yeah, I think that they will be there for a while. Um, I I the people that are there that actually live in the town of Ottawa, they're coming out and saying, I can't get any sleep because of all of the horns. Everybody's honking. It's terrible. Wow. I just want to pillow over my head and go to bed. I can't sleep. So well then start picketing Trudeau and tell him to make these mandates go away. Talk to the truckers. Talk to the leader of the group. You know, what's also funny is after this like protest got so massive, he realized how big it was. He started hiding behind this. He's uh, a puss. He tested positive for COVID. I bet he didn't. He just needed that as an excuse. I think it was first he was like, I'm quarantining because I was exposed. So I've got to quarantine for five days. And then he tests positive, probably at the fourth, <laughs> four days and a half. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's got the COVID. Now he's got to stay back for two weeks or whatever. Exactly. So. <laughs> I think this is just so it's just, I mean, the writing's on the wall, dude. Just talk to the truckers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, kudos to all those guys up there. He is a good rear end of the week. He is a good ass of the week. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> but Hey, another thing that's big that, you know, I, you hear a little bit about it in the media, but not a whole lot. And there's a reason for this. Okay. Oil is trading over $92 a barrel right now. Woohoo! That's good for the American citizen, right? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Good for Ryan and Jessica a little bit. Uh, I mean, we make some money off higher price oil because we produce it and we sell it. But we also pay for gas. So We do pay for gas. The farm burns a whole bunch of diesel, uh-huh. and that's going to make that's gonna uh, tighten the margins right there. Uh, People asked, you know, like, What's going on? But the thing is, it's not making big news. There's a reason. The reason is because a Republican is not in the White House. If there was a Republican in the White House, the media would be all over this. Mm-hmm. Look at what these guys are doing to uh, gas prices, are just the problems that, that everyday Americans going to have making ends meet and paying their bills. And now you got these high gas prices and everything. It 
But there's a reason for this. And I warned each and every one of you a year and a half ago or a year and two months ago on TikTok. This is what's coming. You cannot destroy a, a, an enterprise and a business like the oil companies were destroyed in early 2020 when oils went to zero mm-hmm. and hell it came back. It, okay. It was, it was zero for one day. The next day it opened up at three, then it made it to seven. Then it hung out around 10 to 15 for a long time. You know what? You cannot still, even at that produce oil profitably. You just can't do it. Mm-mm. So what happened? All these companies either lay off massive layoffs or they went broke, or their lending institutions said, we're not going to loan any business that produces oil or drills for oil any more money because we're not going to go down with them. Mm-hmm. So I read some I read some stuff here yesterday about the nuts and bolts of why this is happening. So you've heard of Cushing, Oklahoma, right? Me? Yes. Never. Cushing <laughs> is a humongous tank farm in Oklahoma, and that's basically, if you have a contract due... Uh, for crude oil, that is the delivery point for that physical product. That's where you would take it. Ah. Okay. Cushing has a capacity of 76 million barrels of oil. It was overflowing in April of 2020. Okay. We were producing so much oil the frack boom of of the permian basin and the bakken up in montana uh, north dakota just had the place loaded and filled up we were producing way more oil than what we were using Mm -hmm. hence the price of gas being low at two something 250 right 225 Yeah, yeah so now you break all these oil companies drilling comes to a halt the wells that we're producing huge in 2020 every single oil well just because it comes in at 100 barrels a day doesn't mean it stays there for the rest of your life it kind of tapers down it tapers off they all do because you start draining that reservoir okay so this 100 barrel well in two months might be 50 two more months might be 25 and, and every single one of these wells have a different decline curve but all in all they all decline well, guess what? We've declined to the point now where instead of there being 76 million bushels of or bushels, barrels of oil in Cushing, we're down to 30 million and it's falling. Mm. And, and, you know, one thing I've always said, you, we've got that we're, we're inching up with higher and higher commodity prices, you know, corn, soybeans, wheat, now oil. The cure to high prices is high prices because high prices is going to drive these guys to try to get going again and and try to start producing more oil drilling for more but the problem is i've noticed this just here in our basin every time there's a boom and then a bust everybody that's in the oil business and all your employees the guys that are good at running rigs the guys that are good at fixing pumps all these guys when there's a bust they get laid off mm-hmm well, then they go to places like a factory job, which I don't blame them, where maybe you have a little bit better benefits. You have a climate-controlled work environment. <laughs> you're dry. You know, you're not working out in the rain. You're not working whenever it's negative 20 degrees outside. They go find these jobs. These qualified individuals for oil companies go find these jobs at places like Toyota. That ha- Yeah, they've got a set schedule. They're exactly not working in the rain or Paid snow. Paid leave. Mm-hmm. They get Life used to insurance. that. Oil prices come back, and guess where they don't go back to? They don't go back. That's right. Now, there's mm-hmm. a few people who absolutely love the oil industry, and they, they do come back. Mm-hmm. But there's a hell of a lot of them that don't. Hmm. 
And so that's that's another contributing factor to the, the, these high oil prices. I mean, so you, you have a pandemic that destroyed these oil companies. Banks are still scared of oil just because of what they went through in 2020. Uh, your drilling companies and your rig, a lot of those people went broke, or they're still just right now trying to rebuild. But mm-hmm. um, you've lost employees. Uh, let, let me ask you, does the U.S. government, you know, people are so bad on farmers and they're like, ah, oh, farmers are just subsidies of subsidies of subsidies. Oh, yeah. You just, you just make your money off of being given subsidies from the government. That's right. Does, um, do, I've heard it a million times. Do oil producers have that? I mean, do they have a subsidy program? Nope. Okay. Nope. It's not something that you can just opt out of like, oh, you get a subsidy. It, because is, the, it is the truest form of capitalism there is really yes okay i can't buy insurance to make sure that i produce one barrel a day out of this well oh yeah i can't buy insurance whenever i set up a drilling rig and drill 3500 feet in the ground that guarantees me to find oil and get make a return yeah because doctors have to have insurance on malpractice like if they don't if they if they do something bad they have to have insurance to share up there see that's different I mean, we do have insurance in case something bad happens, like physically to one of our workers. But at the same time, like they're also paid by insurance companies, like health insurance companies that they. But there's no insurance that guarantees the outcome. You know, like with 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 uh, farming, I buy crop insurance every year that guarantees me some sort of outcome. That outcome being a dollar figure per acre Ah, that covers my cost or gets really really close to covering my cost of what it's going to cost to produce that acre of corn or soybeans mm-hmm. you know we don't have that in the oil business okay where is nothing no insurance that i can buy that's gonna i'm shooting for five barrels a day but i'm only making two there's nothing there's no insurance for that margin right there the three barrels that i don't make so since there is no insurance to cover that three barrel margin i'm out mm-hmm. and that's capitalism mm-hmm. you that's take true. a risk it works out or it doesn't so i really really just kind of crapped because I, I I didn't make any sense whenever I was talking about malpractice insurance. Yeah, <laughs> that malpractice malpractice is to protect the doctor from someone else. Right. Uh, crop insurance is not protecting me from someone else. It's protecting me from Mother Nature. If Mother Nature doesn't give me the rain to grow the bushel of corn, mm-hmm. I'm covered. But there is no quote unquote crop insurance for producing oil. Gotcha. There's nothing that's going to Mother Nature doesn't give me that barrel of oil a day out of the ground. There's nothing that protects me from that. Mm-hmm. You're is there anything out. is there anything in comparison like a juice shop or something like that 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 would be pure capitalism also? Well, a restaurant. A restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I mean a restaurant whenever they open their doors, there's nothing that guarantees that somebody's going to walk through that door and, buy and patronize food. their business. Okay. okay. They got to ha- they got to be number 1 good at yeah. what they do and manage it properly. Speaking of businesses, do you know who closed um on Friday? Uh they they closed their doors because you can't the, the snow and the ice. Who? The health department in Wabash County. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know they don't have to have a profit on Friday? Do you know who is opened on Fridays uh, right now? Like today? Go ahead. Small businesses. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, there was not one restaurant closed <laughs> that I've seen driving yeah. through town. Really? As a matter of fact, they're yeah. all backed up. And I, I don't get that. I, I thought everybody went out and got milk and bread. Uh, you should have more shit. And <laughs> hell, I listened to Tony's podcast, uh, or not Tony's podcast. I listened to Tony on, on TikTok the other day. Uh, my other buddy, Cody, said that, you know, their wives have went to the store here and all the frozen pizzas are gone. Uh, all the bread's gone. All the milk's gone. Yeah. 
But then these these same jackasses that go out and just rape these grocery stores of all of this are the first ones you see in line at McDonald's or Taco Tierra on a snow day. <laughs> Why? Because they got to get out and just see how bad it really is. It really is. They're really living on the edge. Oh, shoot. No, I thought it was really funny that the health department was closed. But you know what? Who is open? The you know small what? businesses. You just said it Because best, they've got to make money. That's right. Yeah. You just said it. They don't have to turn a profit. No. They can be shut down for four weeks. And I'll be the first one to tell you, Wabash County would be in better shape. <laughs> but they're still getting a paycheck. You know that. Oh, hell yeah, they yeah. get a paycheck. Hell, that one lady that works there makes $140,000 destroying Shoot. everybody's life. I'm pretty sure that's under discretion right now. But that's, Well, yeah, we've read some stuff about that. That's not, on a different We're level. not going in there. <laughs> How do we get back to COVID? I didn't want to go back to COVID. Well, it's a, it's a bunch of baloney. It's you know, all we all deal of these with people, now. If you are not saying in these ma- mandates, get back to normal, get back to life in 2019, like you, exactly. I want to pray for yourself. Well, here, let me tell you a stat about the end of 2019. Okay. America was producing 13 million barrels of oil a day. We were a net exporter. Okay. We were sending right. oil out because we were just making too much of it. Yeah, and we were making money on that, too. Damn right. And right. oil prices are around 70 bucks. And oil producers can still produce and make money. And, at 70. And um, consumers, whenever you're filling up your gas tank, you don't feel it at the... I mean, you're not feeling it at the bank like you are right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I said two years ago, three years ago, the optimal price, in my opinion, is $70 oil. Because at 70 bucks, I can make money getting it out of the ground, and you can still go to the gas station and afford to fill your car up. Mm-hmm. And right now, now, with inflation at 10%, now it's about 77 to 80. Yeah. So that's where it's at. But now America's only producing 11.5 million barrels a day. Now, that only 1.5 million barrels, that doesn't sound like a whole lot. Kids, that's a lot. Well, it's because, do you, I would imagine that it's because drillers are not drilling as much as they were. Because no. Because they went out in 2020 and then yep. 2021, they tried to either rebuild or they're just slow at getting going again because oil well, was still hey, not. We had yeah. superior drilling. Yeah. We had a drilling company pre-pandemic mm-hmm. just starting and we went broke. We lost it. Man, we were going into, we were going into 2020, like flying high the, with trucking, with oil, with, with the drilling company. Yes. We were just rocking and rolling we were busy we had gotten into a routine with both companies going and And, i mean how many employees did we have between wabash 12 and superior drilling um total or like 12 13 plus 4 17 yeah yeah close to 20 how how many do we have now three three yeah and you know what i'd so we lost superior drilling because mm-hmm. of COVID, mm-hmm. because of the crash in oil prices. Mm-hmm. That business went defunct. We and have... I, I'm not going to rebuild. There And there are tons and tons and tons of examples in the oil industry just like me. Mm-hmm. And they're not just right here in Illinois, obviously. They're spread out through the whole world, yeah. not just even the United States. Yeah. And you have a rig sitting, too, that if you did have a, a crew... That you would you would send them to work. Oh, if I had a sure. good, experienced rig crew mm-hmm. who wanted to show up, I wouldn't even work them more than forty hours a week. But I would pay them. I would pay them a wage so that they knew that they were never going to work overtime. So they're going to make a little bit of extra money over what most people probably pay. I'd I'd send a rig out right now. I got one sitting in my driveway that's paid for that I own that I didn't have to sell mm-hmm. during the crash or anything. But I just can't find anybody with experience or that wants to learn. Honest, too. Honest, or that wants to show up. I can't find anybody to run it. So mm-hmm. there she sits. Yeah, yeah. 
it's an it's unfortunate. It's a good job for people who have the experience to do it, but uh, to to find it. And you're such a hands off person. It takes about a month and a half for you to realize if somebody's like telling the truth to you or not. Well, <laughs> and that's my fault lots of times yeah. because I I always just think the best of people until they give me a reason not to. And they tell you they've got all of this experience, and this has happened. What we went oh, through twenty five employees in twenty twenty in twenty twenty nineteen. 2019 was yes. yes okay the year before yep. the pandemic yep, started. you're right so we went through over 25 employees rig hands because people would like lift themselves up and say i know how to do i know what i'm doing and then end up they don't know what they're doing and they're super lazy or they just want to milk or slower you than steam off shit they just want to milk you for your money on in the hours and then it, it shows it's, it's been hard yeah. to find honest workers yeah. right now yeah and cdl drivers because we've got the work there too oh we so. do and there's just not, mm-hmm. there's, and you know what the thing is, is like, um, we've just raised our trucking rates again for tank trucks mm-hmm. because we can't find anybody to work, but we keep getting called. Of course, at $90 oil, the oil producers that's around here are energized. Mm-hmm. They want them, they want, they want to produce oil so they can sell it. They're motivated to get to some. To make yeah, money. Yeah. Well, whenever they get motivated, they're going to need tank trucks. Yeah. And if I can't find drivers to drive them, I, I do two things. I start going through my book of business, figuring out who pays within 30 days. Those guys become priority. And then the guys that pay in 45 days, well, you might get a tank truck tomorrow, mm-hmm. maybe the next day. And the guys that pay in 60 days can call someone else. Ryan, tell me, riddle me this, because I'm like coming into the oil industry, the small producers industry, as an outsider. Why do people pay, like they, they hire you for your services and then they just don't pay. Why is that? How? What? I don't. Like you my, know, my dad's a veterinarian. Like he expects people to pay at the door by the time that they leave, or you know, they drop their dog off for a neuter or spay, and bam, you got to pay for it whenever you pick up your your yeah. animal. You yeah. know, whenever I was on the Farm for Profit podcast there in early December, mm. at the end of every podcast, they ask their guest names name something that name a trait that successful people have in common. And why I didn't answer it this way, I'll never know. Well, I had a good answer. How, how did you answer it? I, the way I answered it is I just said, uh, be fearless. Don't be afraid to fail. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean, you know, bet the whole company on red and hope it's red. Right. You know, but don't be afraid to try something and fail. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that most successful business people have in common. Okay. You're willing to take a risk. Even if it means you're going to lose money, it might not work out. It might work out, though. Right. You know? Okay. But the, the the other answer that I should have given, so Mr. Hillibo, if you're listening, you can share this on your next podcast. Pay your bills. One thing successful people have in common is they pay their bills. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's so important, that makes other people take them seriously. Mm. Okay. Because... Okay, we have customers that don't pay their bills for 45 or 60 days, don't we? Mm-hmm. Do I take them very seriously? No. So whenever they need a tank truck, do they get one within two hours? No. Like they're expecting? No. But that guy that paid his bill in 15 days, I am breaking my back to get there to work for you. Right. Which whenever, I get, whenever I'm breaking my back to get there to work for that guy and get his job done, uh-huh. I'm successful and he is successful. Right. He's getting something done when he needs it to get done. And I am out here doing it. Mm-hmm. So we're both successful. Yeah. 
I've, I, I know there are a ton of industries out here where it's all about just do the job, do the job, do the job, do the job. And I'm, and I used to be that way. I used to kill myself to get every single job, whether the guy was a 15 day payer or whether the guy was a, a 90 day payer, I wanted every single job. Uh-huh. I was more focused on putting my competition out of business than what I was truly growing my own company. Okay. And I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Now I'm firing customers. You're selective. Exactly. Yeah. I fire customers. Well, because whenever our drivers are on overtime, which they are every week. All the time. Like, what? you're not making any money if you've got to wait 60 days to get that money in the bank. No. Because no. it's not even covering their, their paycheck at that point. Okay. You just said, riddle me this. Mm-hmm. Let's riddle something else here. Okay. So we go do a job for somebody and they don't pay me for 45 days, but our employee does a job for us every day. They show up to get in a truck and drive. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Tuesday came and their paycheck was not hanging out there? What would they do? They would say, see you later. Yeah, they'd go find another job. Damn right. Yeah. Just And that's what I'm starting to do now with people that don't pay their bills. See you later. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I'm not going to try to take over the world anymore with tank trucks. Hell, there's enough business out here for all of us, but I do I, damn sure guarantee you i am going to try to take all the good ones the good customers (laughs) i just don't understand why people just use your services they they pay or they hire you for services and then they just don't pay well that's an age-old thing i think and definitely in the oil field and that goes along with uh boom and bust you know, when it's booming, everybody needs an oil truck and they, they start risking a whole bunch of money to try to find more oil. And like I said, there's no insurance guarantee and you're going to find it. Uh, so therefore they go spend 40, 50, $60,000 reworking this well, fracking it, acidizing it, uh, rig time to swab it, maybe even buying some new tubing, tubing and rods. I mean, they spend a shitload of money mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out. Mm. So now these people are strapped for cash. $90 oil doesn't mean anything if you don't have a barrel of oil to sell. Mm. Well, so they start paying their bills as best they can. And lots of times the tank truck driver is a guy that gets put on the back burner. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just done dealing with that shit. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's frustrating. It is. It's frustrating. It yeah. is. And we do our best to get there on time and do a good job. And so you have, you have quite a few loyal customers that I do. do pay on time and, and that's great, but it's, I, I'll never understand that. I'll never understand it. And why, why people in the oil industry are different than like the real world. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily different in the real, real world. I, okay. So we buy our new Holland farm equipment off Herschel Johnson implement and Albin, right? Uh-huh. Leon has told me stories, not of individual people's names, but he's told me stories many times of the exact same thing happening to him. Guys will come in, pick up combine parts, you know, and yeah. combine parts are not cheap for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you can, seems like every time I walk in there, it's a thousand dollars. Sure. Okay. By the time I get what I need, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of guys that go in and get the thousand dollars with combine parts. Leon sends the bill at, at the end of the month and it might be, <laughs> it's October when they buy the parts. Well, I don't sell any corn until January. So I'll get you, I'll get you caught up then. Oh, good grief. And like, so like in a situation like him, that's a tough place to be in. He wants to sell this guy a new combine. Yeah. So he doesn't want to piss him off. Right. I mean, cause that's, that's cutthroat. The, equi- the farm equipment sellers, uh, you know, implement dealership, that's cutthroat. John Deere's trying to kill New Holland. New Holland's trying to kill Case IH. Well, New Holland and Case IH are basically the same company. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it is cutthroat. And you're they're constantly always trying to get you to switch colors. You mm-hmm. know, I, that guy drives a drink, green combine. I want him to drive a yellow one. Yeah. But, and then the guy that's driving the yellow one, 
you don't want him to go green. You want him to stay with you, so you got to cut him a deal. Well, so this guy's driving a yellow combine. He just comes in, picks up $1,000 worth of parts, then tells you, ah, I get you caught up here in January. Yeah. So do you piss him off, say, no, you're going to get me caught up right now, and and at that point, you definitely aren't going to sell a combine again. Right. It's a, it's a tough one. It, so I don't have to worry about that in the tank truck business. They're not buying a tank truck. Yeah. They're buying a service. Right. Well, screw you. I'm not going to provide my service. You ain't going to pay me on time. Mm. As mm-hmm. to where, like, mm-hmm. an implement dealership might be a little bit different there. I gotcha. I don't mm-hmm. know. So so what you're saying is all businesses do this. Yeah, I, all, I think every single kinda... business, de- well, Nap Supply and at Mount Carmel, I've heard horror stories from Earl's told me of, mm. you know, got, of course, that is, a, that is an oil field type business. He said he's got guys that's just no pay or slow pay. Mm-hmm. So funny story about Ryan. Whenever we were dating, my dad runs into somebody who was from up here in southeastern Illinois, not from Mount Carmel specifically, but from around this area. And um, <laughs> my dad. Your dad's doing your due diligence to figure out <laughs> yeah, if I'm a scumbag. He's like, hey, I think he might have been buying a trailer from this guy. I don't know. Dad wheels and deals all the time. So he's <laughs> He's talking to this guy and he's probably in his seventies or eighties. And dad said, Hey, I checked a reference on you, uh, or on your, on your new guy that you're talking to. And I said, what dad, are you serious? He's always got my back. I'm okay with it. So, um, he, he talks to this guy and he said, I don't know him, but I'll, uh, I'll ask around and see what happens. So dad comes back to me two, two or three days later and says, Hey, I heard, I heard back on this reference check. And I'm like, Oh gosh, which is kind of funny. Cause I'm an HR and I've done ref- reference checks for years. So <laughs> He comes back and he said, well, he doesn't know Ryan at all, but he pays his bills. This guy knew that. (laughs) This guy found that out just from calling and asking questions up here in this area. But see, so so that's what I'm saying right there. Yeah. So farm for profit guys, pay your bills. That is (laughs) something that a successful person, successful people have in common. They pay their bills quickly. Not only that. Because that makes people take them seriously. If you're dating somebody and somebody does a reference check on you, they're definitely going to find out. And that gal's going to be all right with that person paying their bills like that's not negative most most women are are all right with dudes that pay their bills yeah yeah and if that's your reference then heck oh my gosh so my dad thought it was good that was good information for him it's a great start yeah yeah Yeah. that was hilarious it worked out great yep you pay your bills exactly Mm -hmm. and then you said will you marry me because i found out you pay your bills (laughs) i did not (laughs) give me half the checkbook you just go to work oh gosh no oh that's funny though (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh boy well is there anything else you want to talk about today you know i think we're gonna have to listen last week we talked about the pigs yeah we're gonna have to look into the moshoffs mashoffs how do you pronounce it oh yeah i had somebody uh, text me that says they're involved in mob or mafia or we're gonna have to look into that do some conspiracy theory uh i don't know we're just get investigations yeah (laughs) So, yeah, I might have to look into that. Actually, you do. You can look into yeah. it because you'd be good at it. Or when I find time, I sure exactly. will. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, and making fun of myself here. I just said that word. What? So, I've listened to all seven of our podcasts. This, this is number eight. Okay. I've listened to all seven of them, and I noticed a word you always say, interesting. This is very interesting. You know what I say a lot? What? Exactly. 
Oh, yes. Exactly. Oh, yes. Always exactly. We're going to make fun of you in that way. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. oh, boy. Hey, I did get hired for a voiceover this week. You sure did. I did, which was hilarious. And I videotaped myself doing it and sent it to you and said, and you're like, oh, it sounds so fake. And I said, that's because it is. You know what? You ought to make a montage <laughs> of those and make a TikTok out of that. Oh, gosh. So there's a gentleman that uh, my cousin knows very, very well. I've talked to him on the phone a couple times. His name is Gary Rabine. He's running for governor uh, in the state of Illinois, going to try to knock out J.B. Pritzker. And uh, my cousin asked Jess and I to do some voiceovers. You know, like at the end of every single one of those uh, political commercials, paid for by Gary Rabine for governor. Mm -hmm. We came up here to the podcast equipment one evening, and we had a blast doing that. Yeah. So, Jessica, do that in your southern voice. No, I'm Come not going to do it. We're going to no. we're going to tell them what so we did. So when you hear these ads, <laughs> when you hear this, you're going to hear all kinds. No, you'll hear my voice at the end of these ads whenever they come out and they get published if they use them. Okay? They're going to use them. If they use them, you'll hear my voice at the end. <laughs> Paid for by Gary Rabine for governor. So we did a million takes. Oh, a billion. Maybe like 50. Yeah, that's more accurate. And I got and then I got bored and we started Oh, I'll you, do a couple here. You in a do, minute. yeah. You do it first and make me make me feel a little bit better. So we got tired of just doing it in a regular voice, and so I <laughs> <laughs> I pushed record one time. This is what I did. <laughs> Vote Gary Raybon for governor. <laughs> Paid for by the here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paid for by Hillary Gary Raybon for governor. <laughs> That's a good one. You want me to do another one? Yeah, I'll do another one. Do your Middle Eastern one. Can you do that one? <laughs> Paid for by Gary J. Biden for the governor. <laughs> so we sent these in and they're like, oh, that's good. That's good. And also the file that we sent in was called Do Not Open Hillary Clinton's Secret Files. Exactly. <laughs> so so you do one now. Well, I messed around with the Southern accent. Do the Southern accent. Right? I'm from Arkansas and I lost my accent whenever we moved to Illinois. But <laughs> every now and then it Let's comes hear back. It. <laughs> Paid for by Gary Rabine for governor. Well, do it in the girl voice like you did. I don't remember. Paid for by oh, Gary Rabine for I governor. I did do it soft. <laughs> Paid for by Gary Rabine for governor. No. <laughs> I'm just picturing oh, Daisy shoot. Duke. Yeah. So I, so the one that they ended up using was the one that I sent you, I think, Ryan, in the video. And my eyebrows are like almost to my hairline on the, my forehead because I'm like laughing and cracking up at myself because I'm like, I can't take this serious. Oh, exactly. So it's like super energetic and super funny and super fake. Well, and Kent, Kent said when you do it, do it with a smile on your face. Say yes. it with a smile on your face. Yes. And I usually talk with a smile most right. of the time. So that's easy. But this was not easy. I got another one. You want to hear another one? Let's do another. You do another one. This is Alex Jones. Oh. <laughs> paid for by Gary Rabine for governor. <laughs> you do so good. <laughs> that's <laughs> real funny oh boy yeah, paid for by gary rabine for governor exactly oh. so now that you all know who gary rabine is he is a guy that legitimately can beat darren bailey darren's not going to do shit in chicago not darren bailey but pritzker right that's who you're well talking about? in in the primary okay you know you got you got Darren Bailey running for the Republican ticket. You got Irwin. Irwin's running for the Republican. Irvin, whatever his name is. And uh -huh. then you got Gary Rabine. Yeah. Gary Rabine is a, a self-made billionaire. And he, he started with two shovels and a truck, um, paving, asphalt paving mm -hmm. driveways. Okay. Up in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. 
And he scaled that company and built it into a national company. He's in, he's against the mask mandates. Um, he believes in Jesus, and uh, he's got kids. He's raised a family here in And he's in good Illinois. friends with Ron DeSantis. Ooh. Did you know that? Is he? He is. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. So he he's a guy that, you know, whenever we talked to him on the phone there a few weeks ago, I, I, I just said, you know, be a beacon just like Florida is, a beacon of freedom. Mm-hmm. Turn them, how come Florida has to take everybody that wants to go on vacation right now because they're looking for freedom? Why can't we make Illinois that place? That's true. That's we so can. True. I love it. So I want it. Exactly. I love it and I want it. Nothing against Darren Bailey or anything, but like I said, I've, I've been in HR for a long time and I can read people's personalities. Hi, friends. That kills me. When I go to the fundraisers or, or the ones that I have been in, and most of the time I went be, to see Mary Miller, our congresswoman, or no longer our congresswoman because of the redistricting bit. Right. But whenever I heard him speak two or three times, I'm like, what is that? That's not Kentucky accent. That's no, not that's Arkansas. weird because that's Darren. That's not Illinois accent. Yeah, listen to the way that I talk. Darren yeah. is like. 35, 40 miles away from me. And I don't talk like this. Hi, friends. But it is what it is. I mean, yeah, whatever. And he stands for good things. He does. Like, he does. I I agree with everything that I, that I've read about. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Chicago being okay with that. No, we have to find somebody that can beat Pritzker. Right. That's the, that's the enemy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Hey, friends. Vote Gary Raybon for governor. Hey, did any of you guys watch football last weekend? <laughs> we did. We did. St. Louis Rams going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, so real quick sports talk right here. Oh, gosh. I know you hate this. It's getting, no, it's just getting long. What, the, the podcast? Yeah. Hey, we had a guy uh, that asked, can you do it a little bit longer than 40 minutes? <laughs> so here you go. <laughs> No, so so my take on the Super Bowl this year, I like Joe Burrow because he's just a young dude, just and he's done a fantastic job getting his team where they're at. I, oh boy, I'm going to take a beating here. Bushels and barrels one at gmail.com to hand me my ass. I'm rooting for the Rams for one reason and one reason only. Okay. Their quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I have liked that guy since he got into the NFL, and the poor guy has been stuck with the Detroit Lions until this year. Okay. Because the Detroit Lions, you can be – I'm pretty sure you could take the Pro Bowl team and put them in Detroit to play as a, as a Lion next year, and they'll be like 0-17. <laughs> They're just – I don't know how you can suck that bad, but mm. they do. Mm. And, and Stafford – uh, is is just another one of those great athletes that's played for Detroit, had to put up with their shit, just like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was the best running back. I, I, I Well, his stats show that he was a damn good one. You take that guy right there and put him on any other team, and he would have been, I mean, probably the rushing leader of the NFL history. I, he was just that good, but he was stuck in Detroit. So I am going for the St. Louis or St. Louis Rams. I wish they were still St. Louis. <laughs> I am going for the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford. I hope he takes it home. But I tell you what, if Joe Burrow next weekend ends up with the Lombardi Trophy, I'm not going to be really pissed. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So there's your sports take right there. I guess uh, they have NASCAR in the L.A. Coliseum this weekend. I don't know. I've kind of got away from NASCAR here lately, so mm. that's no fun. You are talking so over my head when it comes to sports. I enjoy. I, I enjoy. You know, the, the halftime show is going to be interesting because of Snoop Dogg, uh, yeah. Dr. Dre, yeah. Eminem. Is it Mary, Mary J. Blige? Blige? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be dancing a little bit. But oh I hope boy. it's not risque. No I hope kidding. it's not like R-rated where Alden can't watch it. The old wardrobe malfunction <sighs> like about 10 or 12 years ago. That is the only reason I used to watch the Super Bowl was for this halftime show and the commercials. Sure. And that's great. And you can make food and just watch the commercials. Right. But exactly. I like football too. But at the same time, like, I don't know any of the players. Yeah. So. Real quick. I, I just hope, Real quick. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Tom Brady going to retire? I think he already came out and said, yes, it's a true thing. Depends on it's where you thing. read. Oh. I thought it was legit. ESPN reported all last weekend Tom Brady was retiring. Yeah. But then Monday morning on a... Oh, some guy that's a Fox News contributor on his podcast, mm-hmm. Tom said, I haven't made that decision definitively. See, I'm, and I think he came out later on this week and said, yes, I have. Then I'm behind the times. See, I don't know. Well, well, you really don't know what to believe and who to believe and who to report on anymore. Right. We can take all of this information and we don't know if we're living in a real, even, real world. You yeah. know, even in the world of sports, you can't trust the media. Isn't that funny? That is awful. <laughs> isn't that, let me, isn't that interesting? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, episode number eight is gone. Yeah. We're so glad you joined us. Uh, We will be here next Friday again. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. You guys have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Adios. Adios.